From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. How goes it Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report? We're on the downhill slide now, aren't we, gang? Getting close to the weekend, and we are excited to bring you probably maybe our best show of the week. Um, well, I say that now before the show's unfolded. I may be speaking prematurely. I think it will be the best show of the week as uh, we get set to bring you some great guests today, including the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, and Saints tight end, Jimmy Graham. Hi again, everybody. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report. I guess I already did that part. With producer Dan and John DeShazer, I'm Sean Kelly, and we hope this finds you well. Remember, wherever you may be listening today, or however you may be listening today, we've got so many vehicles now, John, I'm, I'm <laughs> having a hard time keeping track. You can you can catch the show now on the team websites, pelicans.com, neworleansaints.com. You can catch the show through the new Saints app, which, by the way, is incredible, and especially on game day. And you can also download the show uh, for free from iTunes. And if you get the subscription, which is also free, uh, each day the Black and Blue Report comes right to your phone. So those are all the vehicles at the moment. I, I can't think of anything else. Whoa, I listen, see, I listen through my phone most of the time, my yes. droid. But um, I'm, I'm not, I can go through the laptop and get it off, offline, too. I'm pretty yep. simple. Now, I've determined, uh, you know, one of my favorite musical artists is Kenny Chesney, and he has no shoes radio. We're no appointment radio. You don't okay. need an appointment. I mean, yes, the show comes up at 1 o'clock Central each and every weekday. Next week, we're going to try it out at noon. But really, it seems like most people are catching this when it's best for them, in the car, on the treadmill, before they lay down for the night, whatever. So we can call this no appointment radio. Well, that's the beauty of it. Now, yes. I, don't, I don't necessarily know if I like the connotation of people listening before they go to bed because that makes the assumption that we're putting them to sleep. So I don't necessarily know if I like that one. But all the other times, listen, listen up. I've been accused of worse. Yeah, well, yeah, I've no been, yeah, I've definitely been called worse. Uh, Jimmy Graham later on. I think you're really going to like uh, our visit with Jimmy today. Uh, we cover a couple of different things. One, I asked him about being a celebrity, which I don't think anybody ever has. And and here we've now starting to see some celebrity tight ends in the NFL. We've always thought of the celebrities being the wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, even head coaches to some extent, but but now we have some glamorous tight ends, and Jimmy Graham is one of them. So I asked him about uh, being a celebrity, and then I kind of, ooh, boy, I got onto that very fine line subject about injuries, and we talked about guys in space like him that that have to play in that very dangerous area, and that 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 conversation between freedom of movement and protecting your knees, and what's what's the right way to handle all this, and and he actually to his credit, engages in the conversation. I know it's a bit taboo, but I wanted to hear his thoughts from a guy who is in that zone out there. Well, you know he's, he's a marked man, so right. he's going to be jostled about, and teams are going to try to rough him up on the line of scrimmage, and they're going to try to hit him. They want to make him wary of going across the middle and going down the middle, going deep, stretching that zone and, and, and opening it up for the receivers on the outside. And, and a lot of times you hear the, the, the phrase, you know, the quarterback threw the guy open. Well, a lot of times that means he's throwing it into tight spaces 
or the guy's got to make a really nice adjustment to make some catches. So we've seen Jimmy Graham make some acrobatic catches, but we've also seen him take some pretty vicious hits on the field. All right, Jim Henderson, voice of the Saints, on with us today. And Steve Sieber uh, will be our next installment. To, uh, we haven't, we don't have a title for this segment yet, Producer Dan. Uh, we've got to come up with something. We're going to do effort, and most of the time it'll be on Thursdays, effort to get a local restaurateur or chef to come on and uh, add to our to – our, uh, I know this sounds kind of weird. Recipe box. Yeah. Our tailgating repertoire as we get closer to football weekends. So we'll get a little, I think, uh, pulled pork and alligator hash yeah. from Steve Sieber today. So that'll be good. Uh, today is also the 50th anniversary of the March on Washington. 50 years? 50 years. That's pretty significant. That's, that's you know, it doesn't seem that long ago, but I mean, when you reflect on it, I, I, I guess so, but... You know, you look at all the changes that have been made and then, you know, everything with the March on Washington, you have to reflect, obviously, on Dr. King and all that he meant to the nation and all that he meant in in terms of gaining equality and equal rights and those things. So, you know, when you reflect on it and think about it, you know, it's such a significant part of American history that it's, you know, you know, it's just such a milestone. The first will always be the most special, as it is in most things. But because of what it was at that time and because of Dr. King, it, it, it sets the standard for all marches on Washington. Now, the only reason we can bring that up is because there have been multiple marches on Washington. There's going to be another one in September, if not two. Um, I'm wondering at this point, because of the context that it was in 50 years ago and because of those who were involved, is there? it's, it's kind of like the, the, the union question we hear all the time. Does... The does a march on Washington or a million man march or whatever still hold the same, not cachet, but significance that the original I don't, idea I don't did. think it can. I mean, you talk about the times then and you talk about, you know, the threat to to his life and and, and the circumstances and the state of America during that time and to do. A march on Washington was probably one of the most bold things you could possibly think of during that era. I mean, you know, it, it, there had to be fear and, and you know, and all those kind, and all kinds of trepidation the entire time. So you're talking about something that historical, but you're talking about 50 years ago when America wasn't nearly, you know, in the shape that it's in now. now. And, and and you know, I, for my money, it's the best thing going. But you know, America is you know like any other country, we have problems. It's not perfect. You know, racism still exists. But especially during that time when it was so blatant and so obvious and there was such a threat, physical threat to your life for Dr. King and those organizers to put together a march on Washington of all places and to carry it out. You know, even though they had to be fearful, I mean, they're human beings. They had to there had to have been some trepidation. And a lot of those people who did the march were students or younger people whose parents were advising against it. And even the adults were probably having second thoughts. So to carry it out and to and to affect the change that it was able to affect during that time is is just overwhelmingly significant. All right, so we celebrate that today, the 50th anniversary of the March on Washington. On a completely different note, before we get to the break, uh, the other thing that caught my uh, my ear this morning was the news that Chris Paul, our old friend Chris Paul, has been elected president of the NBA Players Association. Now, he is... J.D., probably the highest profile player to hold that position since Patrick Ewing, and that's been over a decade. Yeah. yeah no offense to Derek Fisher, but Chris yeah. Paul is, is the upper upper crust of the NBA Players Association as it is. So he's elected president. I, you know, here's my thing, and 
I've known Chris for a long time, and I respect Chris in a lot of ways and everything else. I don't really know the ways of the union. I know that they have some priorities coming up. The age limit's going to be coming up. HGH testing is going to be coming up. And then down the road, there's going to have this. We're going to have that labor thing to deal with all over again. But um, what what are the qualifications, I guess, for being a labor union president? Well, even more than that, does he have the time to do it effectively? I mean, Chris Paul's got his hands on a lot of different things. You know, is he going to bring Cliff Wall to the meetings too? But I mean, does he have the time? <laughs> does he have the time to invest in it to be the kind of president? that his union needs. Now, you can say what you want about Derek Fisher and those kinds of guys, but usually usually a peripheral player will kind of make the best president because he's got more time to invest in it. He doesn't have as many off-the-court you know, things to do as Chris Paul does. So, you know, we know Chris is an intelligent guy. He's well-respected, but does he have the time to invest to do the proper background check on everything that the union is going through? Yeah, I, 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 uh, I agree with you. I, you know, I'll just throw this on the pile. He's a very, very savvy communicator. I think that's important. It will serve him well. He, for the most part, is liked by most of his peers, if not all of them around the league. That's also very important. But this also puts him as in a position where he's going to be playing in some very heated contests coming up deep into playoff runs with that squad he's got. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be some tense moments. Yes. And, 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 um, where a politician has no place is where I, what I'm getting at. Yes. So we'll see how all that plays out. So best of luck to Chris. And uh, we'll, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try and get Chris to come on the show with us. That'd be great. So That'd be great. And we'll ask him these very questions. So we'll see. Yeah, see He's if not bring, an easy man to get a hold of. Yeah, get days. Chris. He brings along Cliff. We get two, two, two guests for the price of one. <laughs> <laughs> Sell us some insurance too, maybe. In the event that Chris cannot fulfill his duties. <laughs> yes. Kind of like, never mind. That's poor reference. Uh, all right. So let's, let's get started on the show, shall we? Voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, joins us right after these messages as we continue on the Black and Blue Report. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner? which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor, or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice. Actually, what you may like the most is... Yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience... Great reasons to choose an Auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans. Show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning Black and Gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. 
Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features, plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. As promised, the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, joins us on this Thursday. He's going to be a regular with us, and we're um, we're indebted to him in a large, large way. And he hasn't gotten me back on how I'm going to pay that back just yet. But here he is, Jim Henderson. Hi, everybody. And, uh, Jim, good morning to you. Sean, good to hear from you as, as well on our weekly basis. Thank you, sir. You are a renaissance man, a worldly man, expert barbecuer, master uh, bartender, uh, reader of leather-bound books. Um, I'm curious, as you're getting ready for another weekend of Saints football, when you're not concentrating on football, what sport, I mean, because you've covered them all, what sport does Jim Henderson stop to watch when he's not having to work on something? Oh, the NFL. I mean, I'm all over the NFL. I'll tell you the truth, I've kind of lost contact with Major League Baseball because it's there's so much concerted study on, on the NFL and trying to keep up not only on the Saints but other teams in the NFC South. Um, this year I really got into the NHL playoffs. I, as, a, as a kid, I loved watching hockey, and I kind of got reacquainted with that this year when I had the time to watch the Stanley Cup playoffs. I really enjoy that. I enjoy watching almost any golf tournament, particularly the Masters. I've been privileged to cover that probably 20 times. I love watching golf on TV. Um, tennis as well. I uh, love to fish. So i got a lot of uh, a myriad of interests, but uh, for the most part, especially once the Saints go to camp. It's the NFL that consumes me about six months out of the year. I figured it did. But, you know, being a guy that's lived a, a few places and all that, I figured that Lee had to be something that would catch your eye other than work-related, even though you work in the business. Do you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, so, um, so that's that's pretty much it. I'm a pretty dull guy, really. You know, I'm just really a normal guy. Uh, no, I don't, I'm not believing in that for a second. I've... I've had good conversations with you at practice that, unfortunately, we can't share with everybody, but that's, that's a whole other show. Um, Jim, the, on Monday, the Saints are happy if, if you could fill in the blank there. Uh, I think if they're healthy, if their frontline starters are healthy, I think they're, they're happy. Uh, as far as the outcome of the game, yeah, everybody would like to be 3-0, and as the Texans have the opportunity to as well. But, you know, I was looking back, and as recently as 2008, about how much uh, preseason means in 2008, the Detroit Lions were 4-0 and and proceeded to go 0-16 in the regular season. So I don't think either team would be particularly upset with a loss if they played decently and came out of it healthy. I think sometimes it, it, when you've had the sort of success the Saints have had and the Texans most recently, um, it's almost not bad to go into the regular season with a loss in preseason rather than have everybody full of themselves and the fans thinking that you're on the way to a 16-0 and season and another Super Bowl win. Is it dangerous, Jim, to compare preseason game number two to number three? Because I thought we all saw some pretty good stuff in the first half last week against the Raiders. And while you're looking for progression, it may be hard to do that against the Texans. Well, I think so, too, especially because I think the Raiders are going to probably uh, contend with the Jaguars to be the worst team in the NFL this year. And they, as we talked a week ago, they were in total disarray along the offensive line. Uh, that proved to be the case when the Saints played them uh, last Friday. Uh, they had no pass rush, and we certainly saw evidence of a lack of that against the Saints. So I think it's awfully hard to get a reading on your football team based on the opposition that the Raiders 
um, came up with last week against the Saints, but it'll be totally different this week. Uh, the Texans uh, have won five straight preseason games at home. The Saints know them well. They've practiced and played against each other virtually every year for the last six years. and So this is a much better team than the Raiders, and while they'll rest a lot of their starters as well, it should be a much better test for the Saints than the Raiders provided a week ago. Jim, as you know, there's no such thing as the perfect thing, but when I, when I hear you talk about the Texans the way you do and, and from some of the things that I've been able to read, it sure seems like this is a, a really great fit for a Saints team in in this third preseason game to play a team like the Texans. Well, I agree. I think this is uh, particularly advantageous that this game uh, comes up in the third week of the season. Uh, I don't think that's probably any accident for either team. Um, last week the, the Texans played the Dolphins. They opened with a victory over the Vikings. And while the Chiefs are a much improved team this year, and, and certainly uh, the Raiders didn't put up much of a fight, it's certainly a step up in class for the Saints to take on uh, a team in the Texans this year that uh, went to the AFC Divisional Championship game the last two years and uh, has a lot of standout players. I mean, the offensive line is littered with Pro Bowl players. They had a ton of guys go to the Pro Bowl a year ago. But, again, you never know how many of these guys are going to play. You probably won't see Andre Johnson very long. probably won't see J.J. Watt very long. Arian Foster you won't see at all. Probably will be missing their number one draft choice, DeAndre Hopkins. So uh, this is a, and Ed Reed, of course, is still out. Uh, they've had their best defensive lineman suspended for three games. So you really can't judge it based on, on who's going to play. Uh, they'll be a better team than the Saints faced a week ago, but also a team that's going to be resting a lot of their regulars, as the, as the Saints figure to do, too. You you just don't want to make a mistake in, in pairing your roster, and you want to give uh, your veterans, who you really don't need to see much out of, a guy like Arian Foster or a guy like Marcus Colston. There's no reason to risk his health in a, in a preseason game when you've seen enough of him in the regular season and getting on in years, and have both have taken pretty much of a beating. Jim Henderson with us on the Black and Blue Report. Jim, you referenced Antonio Smith. Um, this uh, suspension of two preseason games and one regular season game for ripping the helmet off of an opponent and then swinging it at him. Uh, did, you, uh, did you like the punishment for the crime, or did that hit you a different way? No, I think, it's, uh, I think the punishment fits the crime. I mean, Antonio Smith is, has uh, had his problems before with Richie Incognito. A lot of people have. Uh, Smith has had... Um, a number of uh, problems controlling himself in the past on the field, as Incognito has too. So given that history, I don't think a three-game suspension is at all unwarranted. Finally, Jim, before I let you go, I know there have been some cuts this week. You know, the left tackle situation seems to be figured out now, and uh, two veteran wide receivers were let go earlier in the week. Um, As we get through this uh, last weekend before this, I guess, the the next round of cuts, um, is there anyone – Jim on the Saints roster that would surprise you if they were cut or that we should know about that maybe we don't that will be on this football team come September 1? Well, I think one guy I'm really interested in seeing some more of is Kyrie Robinson. And we saw the problems Traveris Cadet had a week ago. Uh, Sean didn't really put him on the roster a year ago when he was suspended. And Cadet had the two fumbles, and uh, Sean hates that as a head coach, so ball security is a big issue with him. Uh, Kyrie Robinson, I think, has been one of the surprises of camp. And, you know, I'll be interested, too, to see if the Saints continue to use Preston Parker as a return guy. He's looked uh, very smooth and comfortable both as a return man as, and as a wide receiver. 
And if uh, Parker continues to get work in those regards, in particular as a return man, uh, that's what Cadet gives you. And so I could see Kyrie Robinson beating out Traveris Cadet uh, for that spot on the roster, given the fact that Preston Parker will probably be available to return kicks. And that's one of the things Traveris Cadet gave the Saints. If they had to spell a Darren Sproles or someone, he can give you kickoff returns, he can give you punt returns. If Preston Parker can do that and Kyrie Robinson continues to play well at the running back position, I could see him making this football team at Traveris Cadet's expense. That's a good note there. Hey, Jim, I know your weekend starts uh, with a long-standing tradition, the Meet the Saints luncheon on Saturday. And, of course, again, you'll be the master of ceremonies. Uh, what, what will you look forward to for this year's turn of events? Well, you know, one thing I'm looking forward to is the fact that they've cut the roster from 90 to 80, so that makes it a little bit easier. But we try to have fun with it. We try to have some inside stuff on some of the players and hopefully entertain them and the crowd as well. And um, It's always a highlight of my summer to introduce the people that are on the roster at this particular juncture of the preseason. Have some fun. It's a big day for the fans. They really get into it. Um, there will be a lot of people seeking autographs and, and pictures with a lot of these guys, and uh, then they'll quickly make their way to, to Houston to take on the Texans afterwards. But it's a lot of fun, and hopefully the players will take it uh, in good humor. If they don't, I'll probably be strung, from, strung up from the goalposts out on, uh, out on Airline Highway. But uh, it should be fun, and um, look forward to it every year, and hope we have a big crowd. I'm sure we will at the Hyatt Regency about noon on uh, Saturday. You covered all the bases. I'm about to ask you where that was this year, and that'll be a great venue for that event. Jim, as always, we really, really appreciate your time on a Thursday. Have a great call this weekend. We're looking forward to a nice, regular, old-fashioned Sunday afternoon start for the Saints this week. That'll be fun. Thanks a lot, Sean. You bet. Voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, our guest in the Black and Blue Report. And when we come back, we'll have lots more on this edition of the Black and Blue Report. Somewhere in a town like the one you're in, there is a person like you headed to a store to buy Bud Light. However, these Bud Lights give you a chance to win prizes that are best described as music firsts, like Monster DNA headphones, access to tracks and merchandise from today's hottest artists, and even tickets to one of Bud Light Music First's history-making 5051 concerts on August 1st. But before people like you can win, they need to head to a place where Bud Light is sold. It's finally here, Bud Light Music First. Enter the code inside specially marked packages of Bud Light for your chance to win one of over 500,000 music prizes all summer long. Visit BudLight.com slash Music First for rules and more information. Bud Light Music First. It's the sound of history being made. Here we go. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 21 and over. Ends 8-15-13. To play without purchase, mail your name, email address, and age to Music First Game. P.O. Box 753-726, El Paso, Texas, 88575. Void where prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. St. Louis, Missouri. The second annual Saints Back to Football Run presented by Chevron will be held on Saturday, August 31st. The 5K race benefiting Team Gleason, the One Fund Boston, and the Greater New Orleans Sports Foundation will include an NFL Play 61-mile fun run for kids. Participants of all abilities will have the opportunity to race through the streets of downtown New Orleans towards the finish line at the 50-yard line of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Gumbo and Sir Saint, along with the Saint Stations, will be on hand to cheer on participants, and a post-race party with live entertainment and a beer garden will take place in Champion Square. All participants will receive a Saints Back to Football Run shirt, a commemorative finisher's medal, and an NFL-approved bag. Registration is now open at nflrunseries.com slash saints. 
Well, we are on a Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report, and that means we're getting close to that football weekend again, and it's becoming a tradition. I know it's only the second week, but we think it's becoming tradition. That is having somebody on to help us out with our culinary efforts this weekend surrounding our football watching. And as we bounce around the city and hit some of the great neighborhood spots and the uh, traditional and legendary establishments in New Orleans, we welcome in our second installment of this uh, very feature, and that this week is Steve Sieber from the Blind Pelican over there on St. Charles Avenue. Steve, happy football weekend to you. I hope you're ready to go for Saints and Texans this weekend. Who that Sunday? That's right. I know. Steve, it's going to feel a lot better being on a Sunday. It'll feel more like a traditional football weekend, even here in the preseason. Okay, we need something uh, from your uh, personal files or the files over there at the Blind Pelican that that we can get together for football watching this weekend. What do you got for us? I do a, um, actually, it's a slow-roasted Boston butt uh, pulled pork, uh, basically hand-rubbed with some seasoning, uh, usually roasted for 12 to 14 hours to keep the moisture in, and then actually taking it further down the line and, uh, you know, adding uh, a barbecue rub to it. And um, it, it usually, it'll hopefully, it, it lasts. It doesn't dry up. It's a long run as far as uh, if you're watching the game for three hours. It's good to pick on, and we usually will put it on a Leidenheimer pistolet and a little Creole mustard. And also we do a little alligator hash, which is kind of like a hash brown with um, seasoning, dice seasoning, and also a, uh, a ground alligator sautéed tail put into it with some seasoning, which is also kind of like a little brunch versus a hash brown. All right, so go back to the uh, to the pulled pork, that Boston butt. What temperature are we putting that? You're using the oven, right? Oh, yes, you do. I apologize. Yeah, what, uh, what temperature? Cook it 200 degrees for, depending if you get an eight-pound piece, you can do it for about eight hours at uh, 225 degrees. You don't want to uh, cook, cook it fast because it's a um, tough piece of meat, but the tougher meat, the, the slower you cook it. And... Um, it actually just falls right off the when you can pull the, the plate bone off or show the blade off, it slides right out, you know you're done. That's perfect. That's perfect. All right, walk me through this alligator hash. All right, what all goes into this thing? Uh, what we do is basically we get some um, russet potatoes, basically boiling them down, then dicing them up, and then going in with uh, a large skillet, taking it with a little butter, seasoning, basically uh, green onions. We use them. Um, a little bit of uh, black pepper, kosher salt. Basically, it's the ingredients, the taste, as far as your seasonings, and then basically sauteing it. While you saute your alligator on the side in the butter and garlic sauce, and then tossing it in with the potatoes. That's perfect. Good stuff. What are you watching the game on Sunday, Steve? Sixteen twenty-eight St. Charles at the Blind All right. Well, I didn't know you'd be open on Sunday. I guess we'll see you there. That'd be, ex- okay. uh, that'd be excellent. Hey, good stuff. We appreciate the uh, help on the pulled pork and the uh, alligator hash. I think I'm going to be getting myself into some of that this weekend. I appreciate it. Thank you for calling. You bet. Steve Sieber, everybody, from the Blind Pelican, as we add to our recipe box and uh, our tailgating ideas here on the show this week. And we'll be right back on the Black and Blue Report right after this. The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with all-star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. 
Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints, we're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around? We got this. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Well, making his first appearance on the uh, now infamous Black and Blue Report is Saints tight end Jimmy Graham. I, Jimmy, I had a way that I was going to start this interview with you, but then somebody told me this morning that you donated a bunch of, I guess, football cleats to Fifth Ward Junior High. i got to ask you how that came about. Well, you know, I did an event with them, um, and some things were donated, so I initially said, hey, you know, I'll give cleats to, uh, to all the kids out here. And, and you know, I kind of gave them a... I kind of gave him a quote telling him how important team was, you know, how um, how you always got to put the team first. And, you know, hopefully with these new cleats, they can walk hand in hand uh, and win some games. I don't really know a whole lot about your your background or your upbringing, but it sure seems to me the kids that I've been around, a gesture like that just goes miles and miles for them. Well, you know, I mean, I see it as when I was a kid, there was a lot of people who, um, you know, who reached out and helped me. And so in all ways, at, at any point, if I could reach out and just touch one kid or, um, you know, reach out and just help, um, you know, someone, um, you know, smile, you know, it's going to, I'm going to do it. So, and, and, you know, being in a situation I was in when I was younger, um, you know, I, I, was, I was that kid. Whether it be with kids or, or seemingly everybody else in this town, there, there's no doubt whether you want to argue with me or not on this, you, you've become a bit of a celebrity around here. Is that something that you're comfortable with or surprises you in any way? It's a little different. You know, sometimes going to um, the grocery store and, you know, wearing a hoodie and people people still stopping you. Um, you know, I mean, I guess it's hard to hide when you're six, seven. Um, but, you know, I mean, I've, I've gotten accustomed to it and, and it's something you get used to. You know, we, this town and this city, um, you know, they, they bleed, uh, you know, Saints and Pelicans, you know, they're very, uh, very, very um, passionate about us and about this team. And um, I mean, I can't ask for much more than that. You know, it's like living in a college town where everyone supports what you do. Traditionally, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, those are the, I guess, the, the glamorous positions. It sure seems like you and a couple of these other guys have 
you're trying to turn tight ends into these glam positions. Does that seem weird to you? <laughs> you know, I mean, it is a little different. It is, um, you know, things things seem to be changing as far as the tight end position, but um, I like it. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's something where, you know, on, you know, big moment downs, uh, you know, fourth and short, um, and in the red zone, we're, we're turning into the main target, and, and, you know, we've been changing that. So um, I invite that. You know, I like... Um, I like all big moments in big games. I want the ball in my hands. I want that opportunity. With that being said, it, it almost seems like your position now is more in space than ever before. I hate bringing this up, but you know the Keller situation, and then when you combine that with these defenders who can't hit high anymore, I'm looking at you during practice and all that, knees are there and exposed. Is there a trade-off between freedom of movement and trying to protect those things? What What kind of a balance can we someday strike here with guys like you who work in space and protecting those joints you know that's very that's a very touchy uh just a very hard subject to talk about you know especially a guy my size you know i'm i'm six seven and you know if i'm running as fast as i can one way and some guy blindly literally takes his helmet and sticks into my kneecap um you know it doesn't matter what new rule changes or what knee pad you have on you know no knee is going to stop a 220 pound safety coming full speed so uh you know for me it is what it is right now, and, and you know, we just have to be smart and protect ourselves. And uh, more than anything, um, you know, I'm, I trust a lot in Drew to protect me with the throw. You know, I know if he, if he throws it to my back shoulder or if he throws it behind me a little bit, there's a reason. And um, so, you know, I'm very blessed in that, in that aspect of the game. Give me a feel where things are in camp. I know there's always these stages. It's like, okay, everybody's excited to get out into camp. Then we put pads on. Then you get to preseason game number one. You see where I'm going. There's there are these different portions of camp. Where are we right now? It seems like almost in the middle of nowhere. It seems in the middle of a long week. It's definitely been a long week. However, um, you know we play a very very good team uh, in the Texans. You know they're very talented. Um, you know with what they did last year and the years prior. You know we know what kind of defense they have and um, you know that pass rush they have with JJ Watt and all those guys. You know it's it's going to be a challenge. So, you know, we're taking it like a like a real game. And, you know, we feel blessed to have that caliber of a team the third game where, you know, Drew's going to get a lot of time. And and really, the um, for us, the uh, the real big test before we go and play Atlanta. So, you know, we, we, see, this, we see this as an opportunity. All right, last thing for me. I, about 150 yards over our shoulder here, that new uh, Pelicans basketball facility is going to be done. Oh, am I going to poke my head in there one day and, and see you uh, – fooling around a little bit well a hundred percent um <laughs> I, i've i've already said that i was going to try to be in in the celebrity all-star game during all-star week because um, you know i want to hold that mvp trophy up somebody or multiple people are going to get dunked on um but you know i'm excited to have them over here and and to have that basketball uh, facility so close uh you know especially in the offseason for me staying in shape um it's going to do wonders you're pretty good at this interview thing. I appreciate you coming by. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's Jimmy Graham, everybody. We'll be back with more on the Black and Blue Report after these messages. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win. But here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. 
Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. <laughs> the official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. N nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Does your boss know you're listening? If not, turn it up louder. This is the Black and Blue Report. JD's back in with us here on the Black and Blue Report. That's because the Saints just walked off the practice field as we get set to wrap up today's Black and Blue Report. Coach Payton spoke to the media after practice, John, and kind of gave a, a short snippet about you know what they all tried to accomplish today. Yeah, they did some work on the uh, on the red zone and the two minute offense. So obviously, you know, scoring plays, scoring zone plays, and um, you know that was one of the things that drove Drew Drew Brees to distract, distraction last week. Actually, scored on five consecutive possessions, but three of those scores were field goals, and Mr. Brees was not particularly happy with that. So they probably wanted to clean up those areas. All right, so they're going to take the film. They shot everything again today at practice. They're going to take the film. And watch that uh, this afternoon, this Thursday afternoon, and then tonight turn their attention toward the Texans and their game with them on Sunday. This third preseason game, John, I, I asked Coach Payton, how is this one different, say, than the first two? In the first two games, it sure seems like everything is scripted. Everything has its proper place. We're going to put this guy here and that guy there in this situation for that evaluation process to find that right 53. Is this the third game uh, different than the first two? I think in the last two games, we're playing it like games. Now, when guys are substituted for is one thing, but I don't know. I mean, we script our opening segment of eight to ten plays, but um, but I know last week uh, we treated it, I mean, every every aspect of it was treated like a game, and we will this week as well. The question is just when we're making the substitutions, and then certainly because it's preseason, because the evaluation process is slowly coming to an end, you know, we may have certain guys on certain coverage units or return units that we have to continue to gather information on. And, and so that would be uniquely different than if we were playing a regular game. So in some ways, Johnny says it, it is, but in some ways it's not. But it'll be interesting to see on Sunday. Yeah, historically that third game has been the game where it was pretty much a dress rehearsal for the regular season because the regulars aren't going to play in that fourth game. 
Um, mostly that's going to be rookies and free agents and guys who are battling for those last few roster spots. But generally that, that third game has been the one they've treated more like a regular season game. Any other notes from today's practice? Well, we had um, linebacker Chris Chamberlain's out with a personal matter. Um, he should be back on Monday. And um, also we took note that uh, Marcus Colston worked for the third time in four days. Uh, so that foot must be feeling better. Coach Payton specifically said that he looked better. Might not play Sunday, likely won't play Sunday. But, you know, again, Marcus Colston doesn't need a lot of preseason reps. He'll be ready for the regular season opener. All right, Rob Nice is your host tomorrow for the Black and Blue Report. That'll do it for today's show. Our thanks to uh, Jimmy Graham and Jim Henderson and uh, the Blind Pelican for their thoughts on uh, perhaps something we could put in our stomachs for this weekend's football activities. So that was all good stuff. J.D., thank you, and uh, we'll look for your work this afternoon later on at NewOrleansSaints.com. Already, Roman Harper, get online, NewOrleansSaints.com, check us out. Very good, and producer Dan, as always, is spinning the dials back there for us and uh, making us probably sound maybe even a little bit better than we could have ever imagined. We thank him for that. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter uh, and interact with us too, please. That's the best part. At Sean Kelly Live, at John DeShazer Live, and then at uh, Black Blue Reports, uh, and uh, at D. Salerson. We'll do that again. Producer Dan's uh, Twitter account there as well. Hey, you guys were great as far as at the start of the week, uh, letting us know who you wanted on the show. We've uh, tried to accomplish that. We got you Jimmy Graham, as you had asked, Eric Gordon this week, as you had asked, and so keep that up. And uh, we'll look for Rob tomorrow. We'll look for you too. After one central for the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.